to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I'm your host, Roger Wilkerson. This is uh, week two. And again, what we're doing here is helping people go from something, uh, from nothing to something uh, with, their, with their business. So this is targeted for people that you know, either have limited resources or they wanna try something or they would like to do a side business or also somebody who has a lot of resources but wants to try to create something from nothing and um, for those people it's a little bit more challenging because they can't we're trying to help them not tap into the resources um, so you can do it either way but uh, this is week two and week two we're going to focus in on what is our business so i'm doing it linear but uh, you know, for many of us nonlinear people out there, feel free to, as these episodes come out each week, to bounce around. And especially if you come to it later in the journey and you're not following it in a linear way, I certainly encourage you to however you want to go at it because it will work both. It'll, if you're a linear person, go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're going to go 13 episodes on this first round. And then if you're a nonlinear person, just whatever floats your boat, jump around and, and you'll see that it still works. And that's probably a very important message because there are two types of people out there, uh, it basically with the way their minds work. And, and those are people that are linear and those are people that are nonlinear. I'm more of a nonlinear person, but I had to learn the linear language. And I think um, that's really important that to understand that it is two uh, different views of the world. One is the view that A, B, C, D, you know, you connect it in a certain order and everything will work out fine. The other one is that there is no order and you can jump in wherever. And both, by the way, both mindsets produce results. Both mindsets produce success. Both mindsets produce failure. So one is not better than the other. You just have to run with the one you have. So uh, if you are a nonlinear person, it's worth learning how to do it in a linear way. And if you're a linear person, it's worth learning how to do it in a nonlinear way too. So this episode is what is our business? Now, unlike other shows, I'm going to try to throw in some of the MBA stuff here for you, especially the MBA finance stuff, um, because I think it will help you. You know, a lot of people bash uh, people that go get education, that's become the trend of, of the world. When I grew up, that was not the trend. The trend was if you, you know, that you were making something of yourself if you went and got an education. I will say this about people that tend to make fun of MBAs in general, tend to not have an MBA. And that doesn't make uh, us any better or, or, uh, or less than. It doesn't make them any better or less than. It just means it's a different experience. I enjoyed my MBA finance process because it, it was, again, a, way, a learning a way of thinking and also learning how to um, take data that's just clearly, you know, when the facts say this is not going to work, um, it's good to not try to make it work, right? And that was a, an error I had in my thinking in my younger days where I would just, I would just push, 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 push and try to make something happen that wasn't gonna happen. And so, again, uh, if you don't have an MBA, it's no big deal. You don't need an MBA to be a successful business person. There are plenty out there, and there are plenty unsuccessful MBAs. So, 
but I, I'm glad I have it. I, I worked hard for it. And, uh, and I, I don't say anything negative about education. Get it wherever you can. So what, what we need to understand is there's basically two types of business models. One's a resource-based business model, and the other's a dynamic-based um, business model. And most entrepreneurs are going to fall into dynamic because they don't have the resources. So if you think of a big company, um, any big company is, a, is basically a resource-based business because they have resources. They have capital. They have, um, you know, they can, they can outlive no sales for a longer period of time. They just have things at their disposal that most entrepreneurs do not have. So entrepreneurs have to be dynamic and successful entrepreneurs will tend to be bought by those resource-based companies. So you, it's important to understand both models and you should understand this from day one uh, because a lot of reasons most businesses fail is not because of the person doing the business. It's because the business doesn't have the resources it needs to come to market from within that uh, dynamic of that person. So if you can remember that if we're taking a something to nothing business model, I mean a nothing to something business model, sorry, I got that reversed in my head. We have to work with what we have. So if your talent is that you can do SEO or you can write or you can speak or you, um, and anything that just involves your hands, or your mouth, right? Those are resources that you have, hopefully. I mean, you know, some people don't have those resources, but for the most part, we're hoping that you have your, your mouth and your, your writing. Now, so if you are a better writer, right, then you're gonna approach SEO in a different way, or you're gonna approach anything in a different way because you're gonna be writing dominant. If you are a vocal person you're, or, or a visual person, you're going to approach it in that way. And again, you have to remember that those are your resources. Those are what are dynamic and can change, right? And the main thing about dynamic is that it just changes, it pivots. It constantly is pivoting to go towards something that is more profitable than what you're doing today. So in, in its simplest terms, let's say you are a good writer, okay? Now, right now, you're not making any money writing. Once you start making money writing, once somebody pays you a dollar to write, you're now a professional writer. Now, that doesn't mean you're the best-selling uh, novelist, but it means that you are now getting paid to write. Now, you have to decide, do you want to build a writing business? And what is that writing business going to be? And where in that process can you make the most profit? Pay attention, I'm saying the most profit, not the most money. You can make a lot of money and make no profit and be in a worse situation than if you'd have done nothing, right? You can make a little bit of money with high profit and you're gonna have a sustainable business. So. You know, we will later, we will get into focusing on profit, but I want to kind of foreshadow that because it's really important. I want you to understand that as a business owner, getting out of that employee-employer mindset that we talked about in episode one, um, 
is really critical because you, as an employer, you're looking for the most profit for you. As an employee, you're looking for the most profit for you with the least amount of work, right? And one of the mistakes people make in building a, a larger business is trying to fall into the trap of, of this thing of um, do less and make more. Now that, that model does work in certain scenarios, but it also kills a lot of things, right? Because um, that's more mature. That's after you've kind of gone through the cycle of building it up. There's another group of people that like that think if you work all day long, that that's what's gonna bring you success. And that is just as unhealthy as if you go into it saying, I only wanna work a couple hours a week. You're gonna to have to work however much you're gonna to have to work. There are gonna be days where you work where you're off. There's gonna be days where you have to work a couple hours. There's gonna be days where you gotta put in a solid six, eight, and there's gonna be somewhere you gotta go the you gotta go the distance. You know, you gotta go 12 or 16 hours. You just can't do that every day. So think of that. So what is our business? Our businesses are, you know, our resources that we have access to that do not cost us anything, right? And that's what we can build a business from. So what are your resources? Make a list of your resources. And you're going to, this is not a strengths and weaknesses thing, right? I'd also like to point this out. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. The problem is, is that as a business owner, uh, we have to find people that are stronger at our strengths so we can learn to take a back seat in that area. This is more of a CEO mindset. We have to find people that are better than us to minimize our ego, right? From, from destroying it, from hubris will kill more businesses than anything else. So we need stronger people around us in certain areas so that we know we're not always the smartest person in the room. And then on the weakness side, we actually do need to do some work on trying to identify why there are weaknesses. Something that might, you know, might be a weakness for a reason, and you might do a little bit of work, you know, you might do a little bit of self-help work, or you might do a little bit of uh, training, or you might do a little bit of psychology work, and all of a sudden, those things that were weaknesses are now very powerful strengths. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You know, back to my original statement. I could not do business with people that were linear because they drove me crazy when I was younger. And I just couldn't understand how they thought that way. And then once I learned how to think like them, once, you know, and that was a weakness of mine, but once I learned how to think like them and understand them, then it became a strength because I had compassion, I had empathy, and I had a way for them to come and talk to me about how my mind worked on solving certain problems. Because that's, that's my, nothing to something business is the way my mind works is I do have an ability to take a complex problem and find potential solutions to it. And that is, uh, that's really what consulting or coaching or whatever you want to call it. That's what it, that's what it really is. It's, it's given an outside view on an internal problem. Uh, so don't think big at this stage. If what you come up with happens to be big, you will find that out. People will come to you. They'll want to throw money at you. That will happen if your thing is big. But if you think your thing is big, um, 
you might want to check to make sure that it's not just you telling yourself that it's big. And big is not the goal, really. The goal is a sustainable business. In this case, the goal is what we're trying to do with this series is a sustainable business that is equal to or greater than uh, the median income of your country. Meaning that if you can do that, then you don't have to go work. You can then really build a business with confidence. And I think so many people forget that this is a very important part of the process, especially for people that have, you know, that do fall into the trap of safety in a job setting. We all know that there is no safety in a job setting because they can fire you tomorrow. They can lay you off tomorrow, but there's a, there's a mental thing that tells us that there's safety in it. Right. And we have to learn as business owners and entrepreneurs, how to create that for ourselves. Because the, the real difference is, is can you be the same person with $9 in your pocket that you are with $90,000 in your pocket or 900,000 or 9 million or 9 billion, right? Because if you can't be that same person, you're gonna have problems because you're, you're gonna make decisions just simply based on, on the bank account. And that's gonna kill you because, um, that's going to be where your total focus is. And, and that's just not going to be, that's, that's just a part of the business, not the actual business. So I want you, the key concept I want you to take away from this is that you need to play the game within your resources, right? If you play the game within your resources, then you have a higher probability of success, right? Because you then know, hey, look, I have these resources, I can use them, and I can make some money, right? So what are we looking for in a business model? Now, all business models kind of have to include certain things, and I think you should know this too. They've got to have a customer value proposition. I mean, what is it that you bring a, a value to the customer? And you have to have a profit formula. And you have to have key resources. And you have to have key processes. And we'll talk, I'm going to talk about a little bit about each one of these. So a customer value proposition is, you know, what, do I, what am I giving you that brings you value, whether it's a financial value or whether it's an emotional value? What is it that I'm doing for you, the customer, that nobody else can or that other people can, but I, I, I can do it better or faster or cheaper or you like me, right? A profit formula. Now, this is where a lot of people mess up. They, they get a customer and they don't know how to price. So, and, they, and people, especially in individual businesses, will tend to devalue their, 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 their think that their costs are less than they are. So whatever it is that you're charging, you know, make sure that you're charging it at a rate where you are getting a profit. And try to have that profit be greater than 25%. And I will get into that later in other episodes, but... The higher the, the higher the profit margin, the better, right? Uh, the lower, the worse, because the lower the profit margin is, it means that's the less money in your pocket. That's what you're going to live on. So 
uh, and key resources, make a list of what resources you have. You have a lot more at your disposal for free than you realize, right? You have a lot more resources at your disposal for barter than you realize. And if you manage those two things properly, the people watching you that are friends and family and, and friends of friends of family that have capital resources will start to approach you because they'll say, oh, this is somebody that's doing it. And now this is the one where a lot of people drop the ball, key processes. You have to have a process. If you don't have a process, you're not going to be able to track progress or failure. You're not going to be able to know when you have to change something. You're not going to be able to know when something is in a high growth of its life cycle or low growth. And you're not going to know when to exit it. And most importantly, you're not going to know when to sell that part of your business or your business of, or, or, or all of your business. So those are the things that you need to pay attention to. And note that this is another thing that happens before we get into a why. Because it's foundational, you know, the key concept here, again, is to, you know, make sure your choices match your model. And for most of you, your model is going to be dynamic, but you do have resources available at your fingertips. So let's see if I can think of a story. Um, ah, okay. So I was there when the Vivendi deal closed. I was uh, at an event. Uh, I was the best man at a wedding where that was closing. And it was so interesting to watch these people who were so sure that they had the resources to uh, take this big giant thing to the next level that they had not created, by the way, you know, um, and you could just tell that the hubris and the uh, blindness to any possible thing that could create failure in that deal. They just couldn't see it. They were totally blind to it. And call it arrogance, call it hubris, call it whatever. They thought they had resources that they didn't have. And they didn't have the dynamic capability within themselves to say, hey, you know what, we're wrong. And I would say that's a tip I would tell you with every business decision you make, before you implement it, this is a little bonus, since you listened all the way to the end. Uh, maybe I'll start doing that in all the episodes, give you a little nugget at the end. One question you should always ask with a major decision is, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? Trust me, that will work for you in your personal relationships. It will work for you in your financial relationships and your business relationships. Always ask yourself that question. What if I'm wrong? Uh, again, encourage you to engage with the show, either at the website or through any of our social media outlets. Uh, we have a mailing list. Jump on that. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, that's fantastic. We have a way you can do that at the site. $25 is a great little uh, way to say, hey, we like this show and we want to listen to it and support it. If you would like to sponsor the show, we do have monthly sponsorships available. There's actually a discount rate going on for the next month. Uh, and also we have, like I said uh, in episode one, we have free sales training, three free sales trainings per week 
at growsales.today for U.S. clients. Eventually, we will expand that to non-U.S. clients, but for right now, that's, that's that. And if you send me an email, roger at ygetarts, or O-G-E-R at ygetarts, Y-G-E-T-A-R-T-S dot com, and ask a question, I'll, I'll answer them as they come in. So thank you so much for listening to Do Not Listen to This Podcast, and I hope you have a great day. And next week, we're going to get into what is our business story. Thanks for listening.